There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party podcast. Some sweet music, per usual. I'm your host, Shay. Henry, how's it going today? My co-host. Very happy to be here. Feeling pretty good. Uh, we've been in close proximity for a while now, but <laughs> we're still going strong. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, we hope everybody's out there is uh, doing well and can absorb some of this content that we're putting out. These are some interesting, interesting times that we're all going through right now. And Apex is a great way to get your mind off of things. So with that, uh, we hope you give give you guys a pretty good show today. Yeah, and I just want to thank you guys so much for all the support that we've received so far. Um, our last episode has well over 100 listens, which we are uh, just ecstatic about. Maybe we can set a goal for this episode to have 100 listens within a day. That would be sweet. I Smash think, it. Uh, yeah, we just want to grow this pod and... The more people we get to interact with, the better. And it's been awesome to connect with a lot of people on Instagram through the email. We've been getting a lot of questions in, so we're going to be excited to go over some of those today. Yeah, the podcast is getting better and better yes. because of you guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. We are the exact same. Uh, so for today's agenda, uh, we're going to get some news, leaks, and rumors per usual at the start. Possibly talking about a new map. Ooh. Excitement. <laughs> we're going to then go into kind of like a... Compare and contrast, big heavyweight battle between light versus heavy guns. Henry will be taking the lead on that one. And then last but not least, we're going to be covering some listener questions. So please, per usual, subscribe if you're on Apple Pod. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review. It's greatly appreciated. It helps us out so much. But before we dive into the news leaks and rumors, we've got some uh, stuff to talk about, right? Yep, we do. Um, uh, rank split. Yeah, it on Kings. Yesterday. Ooh, how's it been so far? Pretty awesome. Uh, Love it. Very similar to how we predicted it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a bit shocked that there wasn't a whole lot of hype around it direct from Respawn. Um, yeah. It kind of just, I mean, we knew it was coming. It was advertised um, at the beginning of the season, um, but it kind of just dropped and we hopped in and it's been great. The games have been really quick compared to World's mm-hmm. Edge. Uh, there has not been a lot of times where I've felt like we're going round five and there's like 12 teams left and ranked, which is not normal for where World's Edge was. Uh, yeah, playing over the weekend, um, you know, Labs and Skulltown uh, were crazy hot drops. I wasn't sure how much of that would translate into ranked, uh, but it certainly has. Yeah, people are... Lobbies are falling pretty fast. But, you know, it's also... When everybody gets hit by this reset, everybody's at a lower rank than they usually are, so you're losing less rank points, and so there's not the same amount of consequence as usual. I love not losing I 50 love, rank I love points. only losing 36 right now in plot compared to the 48 or 60. It, it's a lot better. So I have something I'd like to talk about, though. Kind of leading off of that respawn, um, mm-hmm. not hyping it up or anything. Were you disappointed that there wasn't an update to come along with this split at all? We were both kind of anticipating uh, some sort of balancing update um, yeah. to the Legends. The fact that we didn't get it um, is a bit disappointing, but we had completely just invented that ourselves. Um, hopefully we'll get that at the start of the next season. Yeah, for sure. I was pretty disappointed. I was looking forward to, you know, map changes are cool. Uh, switching up where you're playing every day is awesome. 
for me, the meta changes though are the most fun and interesting thing because yeah. it's just like changing this game that we've all been playing the same way for a while is really, really cool to me. Yeah. It, I mean, and what you're talking about is changing like the legends. Yeah. Not so and, much the gun weapons. The, okay. But the mostly, weapon meta. Mostly legends. Yeah. Mostly legends for sure. Making it so like Mirage is a bit more playable. Buff the bamboozle, um, yes. Yep. Changing some things up is definitely. What we're here for, and we'd like to see it. Yeah, and definitely making some adjustments to the hitboxes, which is something we're going to go over in our next episode for you guys. Uh, but so far, yeah. Ranked? Good? Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think I'm it's going to be it. a much more intense season, or second half to the season. You know, I think that it's going to be a lot of people so far, like the randoms we've been talking to, they're not liking the split at all. And what are your thoughts on that? I don't want to have a bad attitude. I want to start off the podcast with happy thoughts. Um, well, you know, I just disagree. Like, I love the rank split. I like the rank split too. I think it's fun to mix it up on a new map. The fact that we got the our rank soft reset, um, mm-hmm. you know, twice as much as we have in the past, makes it harder to grind through the ranks For just because sure. you have less time. Um, but it's also, uh, you know, a push to play more and play more seriously so hopefully we see an elevated you know i think that it also does appeal a bit more to the casual people because if you are you know like say this first half of the split you just didn't have the time to play or you got into the game kind of late like you just don't have the time to get up to master and it's just so hard and so for everybody to get hit by the reset i think it can be kind of like this okay let's do it now is when I start. Now is when I start grinding. And we'll see. I mean, this is just the first couple of days, but right now the lobbies are not really pure. And no. what I mean by that is we don't really have silver lobbies, gold lobbies. Like, it's pretty much... Well, we're you, playing... You have people on all, at all levels playing in the same games because I'm assuming the matchmaking isn't very flooded. Everything's so close together as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, we were playing in platinum lobbies, and we have a lot of gold people still in there right now. So we'll see. Maybe once you get up to diamond, it'll differentiate because that's what I felt like it did last season. I think it. Or last split. For sure. So that might be part of it. But yeah, with that, let's get into the news, leaks, and rumors. So the first thing we have today is courtesy of iLoot Games, one of our favorite guys out there. And he's talking a bit about animations for Pathfinder. And looking at specifically this code he found for heirloom melee animations. And we'll post a little picture of what the code actually says up in our Instagram story if you guys want to check it out. But pretty much it's looking like we have six different variants of a new heirloom melee. And I think this is really cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, like it says that it's going to be Easter oriented. And so I'm excited. I think that means that maybe we're going to be getting some in the Easter content. Do you think mm-hmm. we'll be looking at another event kind of thing? Or it could be cool to have some sort of event for Easter for sure. We didn't get an event for St. Patrick's Day, um, but Easter is a little bit large of a holiday. So we could perhaps see a, a limited time event for sure. Yeah. Or they'll do maybe a mode or something. I know they uh-huh. did Valentine's Day duos. Um, yeah. So we could be looking at something like that, and that would be really cool. Uh, But for the most part, just pretty much adding new melee effects and animations. I'm always a fan of adding more animations, and if every 
you know, Legend has the more animations and more stuff unique to their own kit. I just think that makes them, you know, more pride in playing that Legend itself. Yeah, and in these heirlooms, even though not everybody has an heirloom, um, it is kind of one of the places that they can put some attention for the animation because it's a first-person shooter. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with the future of emotes. Um, mm-hmm. I think right now this is a great place for them to invest in some creative animation. Yeah, it's cool, and it's a great spot to be able to do it. Uh, so the next thing we have is a bit of a bigger thing, something we've been huge. teasing. Yeah, huge. We've been teasing it a bit on the social media, and it's something we're really excited to talk about. And that's the idea of a new map for Season 5. So I heard about this first from iLoot Games as well. Um, it was either on his Twitter, maybe part of the squad cast, and he was talking about how there's always code in the game for a new map. It's just whether or not like we're actually going to get that, if they're misleading, because now there's all this stuff about Apex. They're know, sneaky. They're sneaky. They're sneaky. And so we kind of just want to talk a little about if we think there's going to be a new map, some lore we'd like to get into and discover, and a theory from our Reddit user as well. But the first thing I kind of want to talk about is, before we get into this, do you want a new map in Season 5? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, I think a lot of people are hot and cold about World's Edge. Um, Mm -hmm. That's why we're kicking it back to King's Canyon. Intended. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hot and cold, lava and ice, you get it, you get it. But I like World's Edge. I think that it was an upgraded map from King's Canyon. I think they definitely did a better job with the loot balance. I thought the rotations were really cool. I thought the environment looked really neat with mm-hmm. the lava. Um, I like the train a lot. Yeah. Um, I think that the jump towers are in really cool positions. I am not against the map. Yeah, it doesn't have a crazy hot drop like Schooltown, and it's not you know where we all were born into Apex. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we should discount king's canyon as being a good map um but given that um everybody might be feeling that we just got a new map and they'd either like to stick on that map or they'd rather go to king's canyon so it might not be on people's minds that we will begin a new map but the fact of the matter is apex and respawn and ea have released a new map every two seasons Mm -hmm. so it's fair to assume that we may be getting another map in Season 5. I think that the rank split really points towards a new map. You know, okay. having uh, two halves to a season, two different maps, I don't think it's going to be the same if they keep bumping it back and forth between Kings Canyon and World Edge. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's really being set up for them to say, like when we get to like Season 8 or something, then we'd be like World's Edge and insert map X here. And, like, you're going to be having all these limited-time modes and stuff. And I think if they continue to add a new map every two seasons, it's something that will really set them apart in the Battle Royale genre because nobody else is doing that. Yeah. For better or for worse. I mean, yeah, I think it's cool. I always love new content, and I love new maps. And playing off that idea, this whole concept of a ranked split also helps to ease people into a new map. If we were to start Season 5 ranked in uh, World's Edge, and then the second half go into this new map, that could, you know, make it a little bit more competitive and fair because people are very familiar with the maps for competitive. For sure. And so let's talk a little bit about, like, Respawn loves to tease. Uh, We had a lot of teases for World's Edge before we actually went there. 
And so we've had some signs of a new map being teased. And it's something we kind of want to go into. Uh, we know there's a planet called Samathe kind of being floated around in the game. Uh, during the whole Forge Revenant thing on Twitter, they were posting a lot of, you know, pictures of like these uh, communication logs between the Syndicate, who is the uh, people that run the Apex Games, and uh, Hammond Robotics. And they were talking about uh, Samathe a little bit. And so there's definitely like this backstory there. Like they're set it up a little bit. And so there's a Reddit post from the user. Let me pull this up. Don Draper. And we posted kind of like a redacted version of this onto our Instagram story. And so I'm going to read through the whole thing. And then we're going to kind of talk about like the lore and what this means. Because I love this theory. This is very exciting. I like this too. So excuse my mispronunciation of some Greek words. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, This is uh, verbatim what is said. Relating to the game, Samathe is a rumored new location and is also where Lifeline and Octane are from. You can find the name Proteus inside many of the buildings in Skyhook and Capital near the TVs. Proteus was a Greek sea god who had the ability to tell the future and shapeshift as well. Samathe was a Greek sand goddess who later married Proteus. She once had a son who was murdered, whom she later sent a wolf, Loba, to avenge his death. And a friendly reminder that Talos, that's where World's Edge is, was a Greek automatron who was built to protect Crete, but had one fatal flaw that led to his demise. According according to some Greek myths, his weakness was a vein in his ankle that contained his incor, or uh, in other words, his lifeblood. In-game, Talos is being drained of its own life now, thanks to the Harvester. Olympus is also the home of the Greek gods. Perhaps we will even find Titans there in the future. I'm I'm like ecstatic about it. I'm really hyped. Um, I think all of that stuff sounds really awesome. Um, the idea that we're going to a new map makes sense to me. Um, the harvester is literally destroying the planet that we're on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like. I mean, it, first off, so cool about the respawn lore of this universe. Mm-hmm. The fact that the maps that we're on have mythology around them about their creation. It's so cool. The planet we're on is actually an artificial, like... Named after an artificial automatron. That's mythology. That's a very deep 500-year history to this uh, environment. Awesome. But kind of dissecting that a bit, talking about what this next map might look like. We got the sea god. And the sand goddess. So dope. Oh, so cool. Um, I would love ocean. that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Even though Kings Canyon is quite a sandy map, it'd be really cool to see um, that meet some water and have... Uh, we'll get a very oasis vibe. It like, would be a cool. It would cool be resorts. So cool. We could cool, see some cool things from the Titanfall universe there. Mm. Um, I think this would be really cool. Yeah, and I mean... Just looking at a little bit more into it, um, you know, we got a lot of like, you know, gods and titans, you know, titans connecting the Titanfall. Like, there's yeah. there's so many threads here that do make sense, and I just love that people on Reddit and people in social media are diving so deep into this game to look at it that way. And you were telling me this a little bit earlier, is that like you're also like, well, we're talking about Greek gods and 
we have Revenant in the game now who has like all these Egyptian god themed skins and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's inspiration there for sure. And also, uh, if you watch the Revenant trailer, Loba's dad, Marcus Andrade, uh, he's actually from the city Olympus. So there's so many connections. Yeah. Like the potential is so cool. And I'm so excited, but what would you want to see from a new map if we ended up getting one? Yeah, I mean, I think I trust Respawn. It's my opinion that I think they did a good job in improving the map. With World's um, Edge. With World's Edge. But, you know, having all this name drop of Olympus being this grand city where these Mm -hmm. rich people are from, uh, from Hammond Robotics, that sounds to me like a really great hot drop, Mm -hmm. like a Skull Town. Um, I think that they would be wise to return to something like that because um, we didn't quite get that in Capital City on World's Edge. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if we have some resorts, um, potentially, you know, water crossings, mm-hmm. like kind of big environments where we might even have boats, Yeah. Um, I'd be all for it. Do you think, uh, I know in Fortnite they kind of have like a swimming theme to it. Do you want there to be like some other non-movement that is, from like a first-person shooter aspect, that would be different? I don't know. It'd be weird. It'd be tough. If you could swim in Apex, I don't know. Well, I, we I would be resistant happen. to it at first, but go ahead. Do you not remember in Season 2 when the we Leviathans thought the flood was coming in? in. We right. thought there was going to be a huge flood. There were leaked files. This is from iLoot Games. Mm-hmm. There were leaked files talking about you know, sounds for underwater swimming for each legend and stuff. Because Cascades was going to be submerged. Yeah. So it's it's in the files and it's there. So it's definitely something they've thought about. And that would be, I think it would be cool. Like underwater fights and stuff. It's pretty hit or miss in shooter games if they're yeah. done well. And I honestly, I trust Respawn and I trust the movement that like they've enabled that it'll work out pretty well if that's the direction they decide to go. It would be pretty cool to go to a different plane. You know, whether it was up in the skies or under the water, I think that'd be pretty neat. My question would be, because Apex is pretty unique, it doesn't have fall damage. Yeah. Would there be breath under the water? Would it hurt your health? Or would it just be, it's all good, we're just here to play? That'd be interesting. Um, That's something that I assume it would hurt your health if you stayed submerged uh, longer. But because there's no fall damage in the game, it's kind of up in the air. I'm not 100%. No fall damage. I'd honestly have to lean towards the whole no breath thing. And yeah. part of that is also because of the legends. Like, you're going to have, if you have breath being a part of it, Pathfinder is like, obviously doesn't breathe, <laughs> but obviously he would get like fried by water, I assume. Potentially. And yeah. so it's like, unless then we're adding unique effects to the water for each legend. Like, is Gibraltar going to be able to hold his breath a lot longer than, you know, Wraith or Lifeline? That could be fun. That could be exciting. Uh, I think we could lean towards there not being a breath mechanic. It'd be a lot less complicated. If we had some underwater fights, that would be the coolest. That would be so cool. Um, I was kind of thinking about a new map, and this is just my Titanfall addiction. And my favorite Titanfall map is the Angel City Mm -hmm. from Titanfall 2. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see some inspiration from that. And really we've cool. already had it kind of leaked in the game with uh, one of Mirage's skins. It's like called Angel City or Fallen or something like that. Yeah. And so 
they I mean, this whole game is, you know, inspiration taken from Titanfall's lore and I would just love an Angel City map. It would be so cool. Yeah. And so many people are, you know, working with uh, their wall jumps right now. Oh yeah. Um so it's really it's a great time to be playing Apex and, you know, even though we're quarantined, um <laughs> I'm loving it. You know, it's a good time. We're getting a lot of cool content and mm-hmm. I'm excited for the rest of this split and this next season too. Yeah. Are there any like were there any other Titanfall maps you would want to see? Um my favorite is Homestead. Um does it fit into this uh you know theme of water and sand? There's some water in the map. <laughs> yeah, there's some water. You can bring water into any map. It's cool. <laughs> but I like the idea of having, you know, tall structures, mm-hmm. circular buildings for cool rotations, um focal points. Um not necessarily huge hot drops, but Things kind of like Cage and King's Canyon where you can work around it, yeah. use it as an obstacle, um, not necessarily like fighting within it, but fighting around a location, I think is really cool. Okay, I just had a very just like absolutely random idea. Get ready, people. This is unrelated to the map completely. Uh, just kind of talking about like, I, you know, gears being added into the game and stuff. Yeah. And so you brought up wall jumping and I'm like, what if, you know, maybe uh, gold item or uh, like new item itself like shoes or boots or something you would allow you to like wall run shay i think this is a possibility if you remember um the leaked data mined new ammo types Mm -hmm. do you remember that yeah where they had the upside down runner yeah as one of the icons potential wall run it'd be sweet potential it'd be sweet it's just apex the thing that sets it apart is the movement Uh uh-huh and I love the Titanfall movement. I think it could be really cool. As long as it's, you know, not broke like the gold shield. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, everything's temporary. Mm-hmm. You know, stem, temporary. Wall RFP, running could be temporary. Phasing. Rounds. Yep. <laughs> and we're getting new <laughs> things RFP all the time. And, piercer. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. So any last thoughts before we uh, wrap up this new map segment? Uh, really happy to be on King's Canyon. Hopefully, Respawn comes out with a new map, you know. I get my hopes up. I know you guys are getting your hopes up. Um, hopefully, all this stuff comes to realization. Yeah, it'd be sweet. And so with that, we're going to get into the main segment for today, Light versus Heavy, the showdown. The <laughs> ultimate showdown. Take it away. Yep. So the main event of today is going to be the ultimate showdown before Light and Heavy Weapons. Um, kind of just to preface this uh, knockdown, dragout fight, why are we doing this? Why why put these two together? Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I just want to say a disclaimer. Some weapons are better in the hands of different legends. So mm-hmm. skill aside, yes, um, people have guns that they're really good at. Some people are amazing with the PK. Uh, some people are amazing with you know the Spitfire or such. Uh, but more detailed, some legends are better. Nobody's amazing with the Spitfire. <laughs> Gibraltar is a pretty good sniper because he can peek corners with the gun shield. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a gun can be better in the hands of Gibraltar, um, but a shotgun could be better in the hands of Octane to get up close and personal. So yeah. guns are different depending on the legend. Um, but I just wanted to say that disclaimer because we're kind of taking a more objective approach, kind of mm-hmm. taking legends out of it even though, you know, it's Apex Legends, it's all about the Legends. Um, <laughs> to compare these guns, I think it's more fair if we remove that and just kind of look at them for what they are. 
Um, and then another reason that we're putting these two together is Shay and I feel that light and heavy ammo and guns have a very similar drop rate. For sure. Um, they've messed so much with the energy, um, ammo the drop rate and the stacks and the guns themselves. Um, shotguns um, are just kind of hard to compare mm-hmm. against you know, other guns. Snipers have just been radically shifted um, so much uh, recently. But light and heavy has stayed the same. Kind of has, mm-hmm. um, you know, except for the the disruptor rounds and the skull piercer. But I think this is a very important debate because as a player, you have a choice between sure. a light gun and a heavy gun. You don't always have a choice, um, you know, outside of that. But we're just saying that in general, in Apex, you're going to see about an equal amount of light ammo and heavy ammo. So you have a choice whether or not to go with a light gun or a heavy gun. For sure. And before we kind of introduce the lineups and take our respective sides before this duel, um, I think this is a interesting question. Should you carry two guns of the same ammo type? Just in general? Kind of, yeah, in general. You know, a lot of people like using the Peacekeeper as a secondary, so that's mm. kind of an exception. But say you're you're not doing that and you're yeah. not using a sniper and you're using like an AR and an SMG, should they both be heavy or should they both be light? Should there be a combination? Or does this question not matter at all? You know, I think it's just dependent on the game as a lot of this will be. And I think that the advantage to having two guns of the same ammo type are that it expedites the looting process when you only have to click and press on the one uh, ammo type and it makes it a lot easier for that. But, you know, there is an advantage to having one of each and, you know, not having, like, if you have a heavy gun and you have a light gun and then you can't find any heavy ammo, at least you still have, you know, your light gun. Yeah. It happens sometimes. And so there is that, but I just think that for the most part, I don't think that I go into a game saying I want two of the same type or one or the other. just kind of depends on what I find. I agree with that. And I think that is a good thing to get out of the way uh, up front because we are putting these two gun families uh, against each other, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't use them uh, together and can't swap in between them. Actually, I'm taking the light ammo side, right? Yep. Yep, you should only use light guns. <laughs> They're the best in the game. It's not even close. Yep, Screw gloves off. Guns. Once they got rid of the skull piercer, everything fell apart. <laughs> All right, Shay, if you want to introduce uh, your lineup, see what we're working with. Yeah, so starting at point guard, we have the P202 with hammer point rounds. Um, yeah, okay, so P202, hammer point rounds, non-hammer point rounds, RE45, those are kind of our pistols. At SMG, we have the alternator, the R99, and then our assault rifles. I still don't like calling the G7 an assault rifle, it but is it is what it now, is. so... R301 and the G7, double tap can go on to the G7. That's kind of the hop-up we're rolling with. And so, yeah, that's it. And for the heavy weapons, we're starting it off with the Wingman, the pro weapon, fan favorite, and then the Spitfire, Flatline, Hemlock, Prowler, with and without the Select Fire. Um, There's also something that we should mention that we'll be splitting the Anvil uh, rounds uh, across the R301 and the Flatline, respectively. For sure. 
And today, kind of what we're going to be comparing these guys on is their damage per second. So time to kill, what is a better gun to use in a fight. Um, we'll be t discussing a bit about clip size, um, but generally we will mention whether or not this gun or weapon needs attachments to be good. Mm -hmm. um, there's different guns. You guys already are probably assuming which guns we might be talking about, um, but guns that could be better with a purple extended mag uh, and it could be almost unusable without one. For sure. And we kind of just want to, we're going to, you know, we both have our sides. I'm light. Um, he's heavy for this side. And we're going to go through, compare each gun. And at the end of this, we're going to maybe choose a winner. We'll see if there's a clear winner. But we're going to actually post a poll on Instagram and Twitter. So if you guys want to go vote on there and see who is the winner of the light versus heavy, battle for win, battle for death, um, <laughs> check it out there. So yeah, the first one. Yeah, let's start it off. Long range. And so we're looking at what, G7 versus Hemlock? That's right. Do you want to start and make your argument? Yeah. So the Hemlock single fire is an incredible weapon um, that this season has really gained a lot more attention. Um, not so much using it with the burst, but with single fire, it can dish out a ton of damage very quickly and with a high level of precision. Um, and the fact that it is a burst weapon, it has a much larger clip size in general. And so... You know, it was built to be a burst gun, so it pretty much has three bullets already in its mag ready to shoot as yeah. one. Um, so it really can, you can have 30 bullets in a clip for a, a purple extended, and if you're firing those single fire, I think you're going to hit some shots. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I got the G7. Yeah. Okay. And the G7 was such a great weapon that they had to take it down. They tried to nerf the G7. They tried. They tried and they failed because this gun is still amazing with a DPS of 136, an incredibly fast reload speed, and for a single-fire mag with a purple extended mag that gets up to 20, it feels like you're never running out of ammo when you got the G7 in your hand. That's true. And I'm going to make a very strong argument. The G7 is better than the Hemlock and we're not even going to talk about double tap right now. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> the fact of the matter is they have the same reload speed. And the mag size is negligible. I will give you the point for the G7 being able to scale up from 10 without an extended mag to 15 just with a common extended. That's that nice. is big. That's to big. have a 50% increase is huge. But the damage per second on the Hemlock is 180 compared to 136 on the G7. So if you're hitting your shots, mm -hmm. that could be a big if, you can deal more damage. You got to hit more shots with the Hemlock, though, because you got a lot more to shoot in a small amount of time. That's right. G7, if you're accurate, man, you are just going to shred people. Shred people. I will say, though, Hemlock, having the burst, a little better at close range. Definitely. Would you say it's comparable to having the double tap? I, I mean, I'm not a... Are you saying using the double tap close range? Yeah. I don't use the double tap close range. Okay. I use the double tap medium to long range only. Maybe I'm not smart for doing that. I really don't know. I use the G7 a ton. G7's my long range weapon. Like I, if choice we're pushing in, time. if we're pushing in, I'm not running in with the G7 most of the time. I'm running in with my R9 
best black light we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it later. Um, but I'm running in with that. Uh, and so the G7 is really my long range gun. And I'm just looking at, I think that being able to deal more damage with less bullets leaves more, uh, you know, there's, you don't have to be as good, I guess. Like there's more room for error with mm-hmm. the G7. And maybe you'd think the other way around. I've just felt like when I first started playing the game, the G7 was like a very nice gun for me to use because I didn't have the best aim. And, you know, being able to still delve out, you know, 36 to 40 damage per shot is pretty good. Before this gets too animated, I think I'm just going to back out of this fight and choose to take up a another weapon as my... Uh, you love the G7. I love the G7. I'm the biggest G7 fan out there. Um, I think it's... One of the best guns in the game. (laughs) Had to catch myself there. The devotion's pretty good, I guess. Um, But the G7 is a great gun. To be able to, with six shots to the body, knock somebody, Yeah, that's incredible. And the last point I'll make, and it's funny, like for the most part, I think when we we decided on light versus heavy because Henry is much more fan of the heavy guns uh, with the rest of this lineup. And I'm a bit more of a fan of the light guns with the rest of this lineup. But we're actually, you know, we actually feel we're a little reversed on the G7 versus the Hemlock. He's yeah. much, Henry's much more of a G7 guy and I'm much more of a Hemlock guy. But I will even as a Hemlock user myself say that G7 is the better weapon. Yeah. So I think this round is closed. G7. G7 and we barely even discussed the double tap. And last but not least, the there's a lot less bullet drop with the G7, which also just helps make it a little bit easier. If yeah, if they were to nerf the G7, why not do that? Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it, Respawn. <laughs> I know you're listening. Don't do it. But yeah, they're trying to nerf it, but they're not being very successful. And even like it was such a good gun, mm-hmm. and it was being so used in season two, especially after Armed and Dangerous. Then they added a hop up to it well, to make it better. <laughs> like it was so it was so big in the meta in the meta. Uh, in season two, and then they, it got another hop up. So that was kind of a weird call too. Armed and dangerous is what put you on the G7. Though, That's a fact. It? That's a big fact. It was at, on that end. We were playing with a random, and this random guy was just running around the map saying, "Hey, I need a G7. Somebody find me a G7." And, and we, we were mocking were, him. We were we were giving him some a hard time. Well, I was using the Spitfire back then, so yeah. a lot has changed. A lot has changed the world in the world of Apex G7. Go, let's go. Great. The next round, all right, round two, assault rifles. We have the R301 versus the flatline. That's a good one. This is a tough debate, and I think a lot of people are back and forth on this. Um, you know, I'm sure we're going to be getting a lot of feedback from this. We want to hear your guys' thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and start it off. Tell me about the R301. You know, I just, I'll, I'm just going to go with this and get this out of the way. Um, we're looking at the R301 and the flatline, both assault rifles, very similar uses. Uh, medium to close range. Uh, do you think that we can look at the mag size, the reload speed, and the damage per second, considering they're all pretty much identical, leaning slightly to the flat line on mag size? I think the mag size is quite important on this one. Okay. And I'll talk about it a bit, but you can ignore it. That's fine. I just think that, like, you know, we're looking at, like... But the damage per second is identical. There's no measure of, and, you know, we look at the stats for these guns, but a lot of it comes down to just, like, user feel and stuff. And the fact that the R301 has a 
vertical recoil pattern versus the flat line having a randomized horizontal recoil pattern, I think that gives the R301 a little bit of an edge because, yes, less bolts in the mag, easier to hit your bullets that are in the magazine, though. That's my thought. That's a statement. <laughs> Heard and received. What I will say is R301, light gun, less damage per round. For we're looking sure. at body shots that do 14 damage and head shots that do 28 damage. And that's a trend we're going to see across most of these. That's light the family of light guns. guns. Yeah. Fine. Does have a higher rate of fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. It has a vertical recoil pattern, but because it has a higher rate of fire, harder to control and doing less damage. So I, I assume what you're saying is that because it has vertical, you're going to hit some headshots, which is good. And no, I agree. Because it has vertical, you're going to aim at the head and you're going to know it's going up so you can keep it there and just only hit headshots. How are you going to go side to side with your flat line missing left and right if you don't even know if it's going left or going right to start? You it know? is a bounce recoil pattern and I accept that. But <laughs> the fact is the damage per bullet is higher and it's quite significantly higher. Um, you know, body shots is 19 compared to 14. That's mm-hmm. five more damage. That's quite a lot. And headshots, there's a 10 damage difference in between these guns. The headshot's huge. And in that, the flatline has more bullets in the clip. So even though it's slower, the damage per second is similar. It's exactly the same, actually. And the flatline gives you more of an opportunity to hit more shots, and the shots you hit, hit harder. Honestly, you made a great argument. Um, you could have just said that the flatline has better skins, and I would have been with you because it does. Some of the best skins in the game, uh, and that's where the R301 really will disappoint you in-game when you pick it up, and then you see some ugly, ugly skin. Oh. If you don't have the Season 2 uh, Battle Pass skin, or was it Season 1? Uh, I can't remember. The one that comes to life and gets really excited? Yeah. I think that's Season 2. Okay, the Rampage one. Uh that one's pretty cool. But besides that, Flatline takes My it on the skin. Rampage is uh, season one, right? Yeah. The one that's like the beast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It is season one. But then there's the glowing oh, gold yeah, one yeah, in season yeah, yeah, two, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Don't sleep on the R301 skins. We're good. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> but the Flatline skins are better. Um, you know, I see what you're saying, and you make a very good point. I think the headshot is a very big deal. Being able to hit for 10 more damage on the headshot is huge and make me lean towards the flatline in that perspective. The only thing I will say is that R301, much better recoil, easier control. Yeah. And so I think if we're going to assign a winner, I'd honestly lean towards you and I'd lean towards flatline. But I think this one does come down to, you know, your confidence with your aim and that the R301 being an easier gun to use and the flatline being a little bit more difficult. I think that being said, that's a fine perspective. Um, the R301 is a loved gun. I think a lot of people really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. You enjoy it. The recoil pattern is great. The rate of fire uh, is quite faster than the flatline. Flatline's slower. Um, so if you're hitting your shots, and hopefully you are, you can knock people miss. pretty quick. Yeah. Shay never misses. So that's why he's on the light gun team. But for me, on the heavy gun team, a little bit slower, a little bit more time to make sure you're adjusting for the recoil and bouncing back onto the target, having more bullets is better. And before we move on, talk a little bit about the anvil rounds. If you're not rocking with a G7, 
you should be using the anvil rounds on either of these guns mm-hmm. for a long range. Which one is better? Well, I'm on team light gun, so the R301 is better. Great perspective, because light gun. You shoot quicker and yeah. you deal good damage. And I will say the thing about the you know, anvil on the light gun and the R301 is that while the heavy flatline anvil will do a little bit more damage, slower rate of fire. And so if you do get in a situation where you get caught with your single fire on in a closer range, the R301 will will be better for you and safer in that perspective. I can agree with that. We, when they came out with the anvil rounds, we did not really jump on that train uh, very aggressively. You know, I'm still with the G7. Um, But playing more with the flatline, I think the flatline utilizes the anvil rounds better. Um, It does more damage per shot. Just in the actual use it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be used for. At long range, um, you know, when you're just dropping bullets and you're having to adjust for bullet drop, the R301 hits less hard. Um, So you get more of a reward for using anvil on the flatline. But that being said, if you're going for a long range gun, I wouldn't just bank on picking up an anvil round. I would stick to getting the hemlock, putting a a three times or a bruiser on there, um, or just biting the bullet and using the G7 every game uh, like me. (laughs) Yeah. Are you ready to go into SMGs? Yep, let's hit it with the SMGs. So SMGs, we got my light guns, R99, and Alternator against the Prowler. I'm getting double teamed now. It's a two-on-one. I win. Uh, and so with the pistols, we have... No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, let's start with... Uh, let's go Alternator versus Prowler. Sure. And then I'll bring in the closer. Sure. A little bit. That's fine. You want to start us off. Start us off with the Prowler. Tell us a little yeah. bit about the Prowler. Prowler this season has become a big favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it naked, just like the G7. It's great off the drop with the burst. Um, it's really great if you hit somebody in the chest because it's a five-bullet burst. pretty much sends it straight to the head. Um, I really enjoy this gun. I think that it does some serious damage. Um, the fire rate is very strong. Um, and compared to the alternator, it is... A fantastic weapon. Can you take the alternator into an end game situation? Can it get better throughout the game? Pop on an extended mag, maybe. You get a select fire on the prowler, and that is a solid base of fire. Yeah, but when I pop on my disruptor round, <laughs> no, disqualified. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, alternator versus prowler. I will say that I think that. They're pretty even when we're looking at the Prowler not having the select fire, just because the the five-round burst is, is nice, but having the constant rate of fire from the alternator leaves you more room for error, and it's an easy gun to use because it just feels very, very, very simple. Like when we're looking at it versus the R99, it's very easy to The control. recoil is extremely easy to control. Easy to control. I've recently had some great clips with the alternator. To yeah. be honest, yeah. um, I think it's a very easy gun to use, but the time to kill um, does not stack up against either the R99 or the Prowler. Yeah, so speaking of that, let's talk about the GOAT. Bring them in. R99. Um, subbed in for the alternator. Absolutely shredder. Yeah, talk about the pay-to-play uh, skin <laughs> on there. <laughs> if you get the uh, Avalanche or Outlands. There's a couple of them. A couple of them. 
the new Battle Pass skin, you get a scope on your R99 to start <laughs> the game. That's right. Start off with a red dot. Start off with a red dot. Great it's iron huge. sights on there. Um, You know, R99 is an amazing gun. I will honestly go out and say I think it's the best gun in Apex. It absolutely shreds people. Incredibly quick time to fire. Incredibly easy to learn recoil pattern and recoil control. Just a little up to the right, back to the middle. Go into the firing range. You'll have that thing on lockdown. There's a reason that all the pros use the R99 yeah. on a regular basis. Speak to the projectile speed. You know, the projectile speed is 2100. What's our metric unit there? Um, per second, travel distance? It is metric. a travel distance. Um, per second. I but think. pretty much the takeaway there is it fires incredibly fast. It's the fastest firing gun in the game. Yep. And some people will say that's a negative thing because it's hard to use. I just think that it it's an easy gun to master if you spend the time to learn it. And the fact that it just absolutely shreds people. You can one-clip people when they have purple or gold or red armor because that's a satisfying <laughs> feeling when you do that. Makes it just an amazing gun. And The rate of fire is what makes the R99 a serious weapon. Mm -hmm. um, you can bring it into the end of the game as a secondary. Oh, yeah. I don't use it as much as a primary. Yeah. But some people do because on RPC some people players... Do. It's, you know, they love, I see a lot of PC players using the R99 as mm -hmm. a primary because they can use it at range a lot easier. Yep. Because it's easy to control the recoil. Yeah. I, I think that that rate of fire, and just as a comparison, the projectile speed of the R99 is 21,000 compared to the Prowler, which is 18,000. So we see a very big difference in how fast these oh, two I guns perform. Uh, 2100, 21,000. Same difference. 21 to 18. That's what I meant. <laughs> um, the R99 is less forgiving because it shoots faster. Mm -hmm. If you're hitting your shots, it can drop people really quickly. The Prowler, with or without the Select Fire, is a really great weapon. With the Select Fire, extremely easy recoil pattern. Pretty much doesn't move. Mm -hmm. Um... The fact that it has a little bit longer of a reload speed does kind of put you in a tricky situation. But in my experience as a heavy tank Gibraltar player, I have some ways. Legends into this. Anyway. I have some ways to uh, to combat that R99. I am going to miss a lot of shots with the Prowler. A little bit slower, a little bit easier to control. With the Select Fire, is a serious weapon. You know, I. You can put them. You can put them on a very even playing field, if you have the select fire on the prowler. In fact, I think the prowler has a higher damage per second when it has the select fire on it. But the reason I'm going to lean towards the R99 and the light guns in this one is I don't want to be reliant on finding the select fire in during throughout the process of the game. I feel like if I end up going into the late game with the prowler and I don't have the select fire on it, I feel like I'm at a disadvantage, for sure. I agree, 100%. It's very essential to have the select fire at the end. I think it's a fairly common drop. It is a purple attachment. It's not gold. My last thing that I'll say in defense of the Prowler is R99 with no attachments, very tough. Needs an extendo, needs a barrel stabilizer. Prowler, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I carry... 
Hard Night with the blue extended mag into late game is not going to kill you, though. And it's easier to find a light blue extended mag than a purple uh, select fire. And so, yeah. Fair you know, enough. Without any extended mag on it, definitely, you know, early game prowler is nice. But then again, five round burst compared to auto. It's tough. It's tough. But now that I brought my alternator in here with Disruptor. With backup. I think that's a win for the SMGs. I think that it's a, it's a tough stack up. The Prowler is quite the base of fire. I'm not a big hater of the alternator. R99 is you harder for me. I, big guy. I'm a bigger Prowler guy than an alternator guy. <laughs> but the R99 is just not my jam. Okay. We'll leave that one up to the viewers. <laughs> Pistols. Yep, big facts. We don't need to talk about the pistols. Pistols, wingman versus these other guys. Hey, 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 hey. RE45 with disruptors and the P202 with hammer. We're not discussing the disruptors. Just in case you haven't uh, heard, or recent comer to Apex, disruptor (laughs) rounds, season two, hop up that was put on the RE45 and the alternator. Made it the most broken in the game. Uh, Apex had to take it out very quickly before the season even ended. And so that's where that joke is coming from, in case you were confused. And I'm sorry if I confused you. Disruptor rounds are not coming back, and the Sentinel does not count. I should, though. <laughs> well, you don't get a wing. Uh, skull piercer on the wing, man. That's big facts. Okay, start us off with this one. So, just a history lesson on the wingman. Best gun in the game when it first came out. Hands down, I don't care what you say. Um, the clip size was remarkable. They nerfed it to death. We'll go into it. But the rate of fire, the recoil, was pretty much like having a G7 um, in terms of rate of fire. But the damage was 45 a shot to the body. And with the skull piercer, it could pretty much one-shot somebody, mm-hmm. doing well over 100 damage, sometimes almost 200 damage. Um, an incredible gun. It has since been nerfed taken away all the hop-ups, made it a slower rate of fire, changed up the recoil, and again and again and again, decreasing the clip size. Yeah, tell me how many bullets you can have in your wingman if you find that rare purple extended knife. You can only have eight. Yeah. Eight is the top. Twelve used to be the top. Do you understand how much of a nerf that is? (laughs) Like, that's almost 200 damage in bullet capacity that they took away from this gun. Yeah. Real heartbreaker. But that being said, if you're looking for a secondary... Hope to God you're not forced to use an RE45 or a P202 as a Whoa. primary. P202 got the dub today. Come if on you now. are using a secondary as a pistol, um, aside from a shotgun or an SMG, mm-hmm. the wingman is a really great bet because you're able to hit him with the G7, hit him with the hemlock, hit him with the prowler, and then swap. You want to be able to almost hit fire to finish that person when they don't have any shields on. Wingman is going to be able to do 45 damage with that shot. Mm-hmm. Great finisher. Yeah, not needing to have a lot of ammo and not needing to have any attachments, really. But then you're going to miss all your shots because uh, it's incredibly hard to hit wingman shots. And then you're going to try to reload and because it takes so long, you're going to die. Um, but if you happen to have a P202 in your back pocket and you swap over to that gun and you got it kitted out, and you got, what are they called, hammer point rounds made to take out people without shields, mm-hmm. you're going to destroy them. 
it's just unfair when you swap to a, a P202 with Hammer Point and an extended mag if you've already shredded the shield with your R99 that you're obviously carrying. Questionable if you're picking <laughs> that gun up. R45 well said. Or R45 is not. Not the best weapon. It's an early gun drop. And if you don't have hammer point lying around with your P202, you probably want the RE45 at the very beginning of the game. But it's one of the first guns you're looking to drop. That's all I can The RE45. RE45. Do not confuse the listeners by saying they should keep the P2020 just in hopes that they find hammer point. You should keep the P2020 because you're guaranteed to find hammer points. There's like 10 of them. This is not good advice. This is not good (laughs) advice. Do not listen. The credibility of this podcast is at stake here. I mean, okay, if you want to be honest. We've been using the hammer point. It's very fun to use. It's great. Fun to use. In ranked. Keyword, no, not in ranked. (laughs) Never in ranked almost, even though we did get a dub with it a couple minutes ago. (laughs) Not the point. Fun gun to use. You do have a little bit more uh, forgiveness because of the larger rate of fire or the faster rate of fire and the larger clip size. You know, carrying around hammer point rounds takes up a throwable spot in but your. You find a P202 wherever you go. There's always a P202 lying around. That's true. And so you don't even have to worry about that. If you find hammer point, there's a P202 within 30 feet. That is a fine thought to have. How are you going to compare? the P2020's headshot capacity to the wingman even after all the nerfs. Wingman does almost 100 damage yeah, for a headshot. And if you're good... Bring it up. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> with the wingman as your secondary, it only takes one, okay? With the disruptor rounds, you have crazy muzzle flash. You're freaking out because now you're using a P2020 against somebody with the Prowler Select Fire. You're stressed. You got anxiety. You don't know what to do with your life because you still have these hammer point rounds and you don't have a real gun. With the wingman, you can be confident and say, I'm a pro player. I use the wingman. This is going to be a dope clip. You know, the wingman's wingman's great clip gun. And you're talking about as a secondary. I don't use the wingman as a secondary. I use the wingman as a primary. Um, wingman and then swaps the R9 for the finish. That's the move. That's <laughs> knock the, the shields off and then the clean them up. The wing and obviously clean them up with the R9. Uh, I just tried to make the case for the P202, uh, which is a fun gun to use. I like it more than a lot of people, but you know, the wingman's better. This is a very fun category and a good round um, just because we, these are very different weapons. Wingman One needs a. Yeah. Off of animation alone. <laughs> <laughs> and it has some cool skins, and, you know, popping the, the bullets back in is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. But this is an interesting round because we have a fully automatic gun that they accidentally made into a god weapon and then had to take <laughs> away the disruptor rounds. We have a single-fire P2020 that needs a hop-up. When it has the hop-up, it shreds. Then we have the wingman, which is single-fire and has just been nerfed into the ground. So... All these guns have serious flaws, are totally different, Mm -hmm. and a lot of user preference is going to be there. RE45, even though it's the only fully automatic one, does take, I think, the third place finish in this round compared to these other guys, which I think is interesting to say. But, you know, the RE45 much better than Spitfire, and so... Let's take it into the final round then. So, wingman, ding, ding, that's a dub. Mm-hmm. Um, Spitfire uh, walks a lonely road alone. 
um, in this head-to-head, the light versus heavy. A mm-hmm. um, little background on the Spitfire, I guess. Um, my favorite weapon in Titanfall 2 for a while, I think I have uh, way too many kills with it. It's definitely my number one gun. Am I proud of it? Yes. No, I'm not that proud of it. Um, you know, I definitely like the the car and the R3 uh, in Titanfall looking back on it. But Spitfire, very uh, near and dear to my heart. At the beginning of Apex, I was using it a ton. Mm-hmm. It has a huge mag size. It does some decent damage. You can miss, and it's forgiving. Pop a good barrel stabilizer on there, and it's a really solid gun. As we get better, as we grind into Master, really, we're not keeping it very long. It, Off the drop, still good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got a big bullet capacity, and... That's nice, especially if you're... It's a great gun for people, you know, that are either new to shooters, uh, not incredibly confident in their aim. Because if... The point I will make is if you feel good in your aim, there's no reason for you to carry a Spitfire over a flatline. Yeah. The flatline does more damage, has anvil, You can. there's much more versatility in it. And so I just don't find the Spitfire being a great gun unless you're literally carrying it so that way you can carry the attachments before you find the flatline or the hemline. Yeah, and that's a really good thing to say. If you're listening to this podcast in hopes of getting better, welcome. We love to have you. I think that's a great thing to do. Listening to this content uh, definitely would have helped me earlier on. Yeah, I should stop lying about the <laughs> You have to point people in a good direction here. The Spitfire is the best legend. should not be your gun of choice. If you're feeling, you know, a little less confident on your shot, the movement in Apex is a bit overwhelming, mm-hmm. lean on the flatline above the Spitfire. Yes, you have more bullets. You think that's more forgiving, but the recoil on this weapon is uncontrollable. It's, it's the most psychopathic uh, <laughs> like bounce rate ever. Like I am a competent player. And when I pick up this gun and I even put a sight on it and a barrel stabilizer, the thing's just dancing all around the screen. Like, you still can't hit anybody, even if you have 55 bullets in the drum. Mm-hmm. That's tough. So I would say you just leave this gun alone. It's good when you're fighting against people that don't have a weapon and have no armor. But after you pass that stage in the game of getting off the drop, getting some shields, getting a real weapon like a P2020... <laughs> I think you should drop the Spitfire. Um, you know, share your thoughts with us. I really think that the recoil kills this weapon, even though it has the the large mag size to compensate. I do not think it's enough because you need to remember what you're going up against. You're going up against an R99 mm-hmm. and a Prowler Select Fire. Their time to kill is going to shred you, even if you're Gibraltar. Mm-hmm. So you need to you, play that game on the time many, to kill. Too many situations where I've carried the Spitfire and I've hit every shot, hit a couple headshots, and I still die because it's, it just doesn't do enough DPS. And yeah, yeah, that's really it. I was thinking about saying this at the end, um, but how about we jump into it before we do the final review of the score? This battle was a little bit unfair because my squad, the heavy guns, were down a weapon. This was five to six. Sorry, 45 don't even count as a weapon. <laughs> but what new guns can we we hope for? You know, the, the pistols was Kimbo. unfairly a Kimbo. 
That's my first thought. I would love to see it. Akimbo pistols. Akimbo. Yeah. GG's. Akimbo could be a very dirty hop up. Yeah. Um, I would really enjoy that. I think it would be cool. I don't think it would be too crazy um, to ask. Um, you know, some games uh, have Akimbo be where you can't aim down sights, but that's what you have. Yeah, you have both triggers to shoot each uh, independent gun, yeah. so they have different reloads. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool mechanic. Not sure if we're going to get it from Respawn. Um, if we get enough upvotes, maybe uh, Respawn <laughs> will listen. Uh, but I think that could be a cool buff uh, to pistols in this game, or perhaps bringing in a new weapon. Yeah. Um, one of my thoughts was the Spitfire walks a lonely road alone um, here. Uh, in comparison to the heavy guns, mm-hmm. you have a L Star and Devotion, these yeah. crazy energy plasma guns Lots in the LMG class. But my thought was maybe a light LMG, something mm-hmm. reminiscent of an RPK. Yeah. Something that, you know, takes light bullets like assault rifle ammo, um, has a higher rate of fire. Um, could be cool. Yeah. Do you think that? I mean, if we're, are we talking about new guns just between heavy and light or just in general? Say whatever you want. You know, I think new guns is a big topic in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should say your piece, whatever it is. We're looking at, we have an SMG meta for the most part. Yeah. A lot of people are carrying the Prowlers and R9s. And so seeing an energy weapon SMG, Volt, which yeah. has been rumored to come into the game for a while now, I think that's probably where we're going to go next just to add another uh, element into the yeah. SMG meta that we have. I think the Volt could definitely rattle the meta a little bit. I'm excited to see it. I use the Volt a lot in Titanfall, Titanfall 2. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be really fun. I do kind of gas respawn a little bit for adding gun after gun after gun in the energy class. Kind of just weird, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not a super balanced lineup. Yeah, we got the Sentinel but we also reworked the entire sniper mechanic in the game, so they kind of were forced to do that in order to justify the redefinition. And that's what happened to you, though. Mm -hmm. That's what happened is you had the longbow, and the longbow would really help your argument for the heavy versus light. It may have, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, Because having that versatility, something that kind of does match up a little bit more with the G7, would be huge, and I was a huge longbow guy. Uh, early on when the game first came out. And so, you know, I think we're definitely due for a new heavy weapon, for sure. Yeah. The exciting or, you know, upsetting thing is Apex, wonderful game, relying on the universe of Titanfall 2, an amazing game, a slept-on shooter, um, definitely a fan favorite of myself. Mm -hmm. Titanfall has gobbled up a lot of the content from that game. Yeah. Um, the only guns that haven't surfaced are the anti-Titan weapons, the Grenade weird launcher. grenaders, and then the smart pistol. And the car. The car and the bolt. Yeah. That's all that's left. And I was kind of surprised by that. And Titans. Um, and Titans, <laughs> which, you know, I was saying in preseason one that they're putting Titans in. I don't think it's happening, but if it does, even a cameo, like if we could just get like a carcass <laughs> of a Titan, I'd be hyped. <laughs> Um, but that's what's very interesting. We are running out of historical context mm-hmm. and content for weapons. They're going to start needing to get creative if they want to keep on pushing out content. 
That being said, I do want to give a quick slow clap congratulations to Respawn for controlling the amount of content that they push out. Yeah. Um, and controlling what they do with the game. You know, is there duos? Is there solos? No, there isn't. Because that's not what Apex is. Apex is a team-oriented game based on communication and... It's defined by the legends and their abilities and working together and working against each other. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think that it's very cool to see them really stand their ground, even though we have Warzone that dropped that has done a lot of interesting stuff like cross-platform and solos, and people are giving them some some credit for that. But Respawn is able to say, we know our game. We know what's going on here. Um, we're different. We're okay with that, and we're going to continue to support that. They're not flooding in a bunch of crazy new content like helicopters and stuff like in uh, Fortnite, um, but they're kind of just slow dripping out new content, doing balancing updates, and if they start doing new maps every two seasons like they have been, they're putting themselves in a whole nother league. Yeah. So keep playing Apex. We're going to go deep dive yeah. into a little bit of uh, the Battle Royale meta uh, in the next episode, and so... We'll definitely get into that in depth during during that argument. Uh, but let's wrap up this kind of light and heavy yeah. showdown. Which is better? What should you use? Are we, do we really have to choose a winner? What's the best uh, assault rifle? The G7. G7, very strong. <laughs> I love the G7, but I think in reality, the best assault rifle has historically been the R301. Mm-hmm. Close, close, close behind that is the flat line. I honestly think, like, I think we're splitting hairs here. I really do think that R301 and the flat line are very similar. Mm-hmm. I think the G7 and the Hemlock are very similar. I think they're all really close. I know you probably want to You probably want to say the G7. G7 above the dang Hemlock. Yeah. But I think that is an interesting class. In the assault rifle category, should you use a light gun or a heavy gun? I'm fine to forfeit that round and give it to the light guns. Use the R301, use the G7, but don't sleep on the Hemlock single uh, and using the flatline over the Spitfire. I love it. SMGs, what should you use? The 2v1, light or heavy? What dominates this class? R99. R99 is a very high-level competitive play gun. This is personal preference. The fact of the matter is... I think that you and I, or maybe I walk alone on the Prowler, it's up and coming. I think in the competitive sphere, it is not quite overtaken the R99, mm-hmm. but I think it could. I think it's a very good weapon. Um, the prevalence of the select fire, I think, helps it a lot. Um, I think we could see a shift uh, going into this next split of people using the Prowler more than the R99. I love the R99, but if I'm, if we want to... Come down and choose one correct answer, and we're just going to say fully kitted only. I will happily give a fully kitted Prowler uh, dub compared to a fully kitted R99. I will accept that. Okay. You can have the LMGs. I'll let you Heavy wins the LMGs. <laughs> and you probably get the dub on the pistol as well. Yeah. So I guess that means we're saying heavy guns are better. Heavy guns are better throughout the class, but there's some serious shines. You need an RPK sort of variant. You know, I mean, so much of this comes down to honestly 
the user preference and play style too and what's in game mm-hmm. like I've, it's a random random tip is i base completely my weapon choice off of the extended max that i find mm-hmm. and so for me it comes down to that i'm not really searching out one thing over the other and i think using all these guns and finding confidence in all these guns to be able to be versatile when you play is very key yeah I think that's the end of the showdown. Yeah. Um, we're going to have our poll up. It'll be m- mainly on Instagram. I'll aggregate the Twitter poll as well, uh, see what we get on there. And we'll see what you guys say. I am very excited to hear your feedback. I hope you guys listened all the way through to this, so that way you can uh, you know, get our opinions. But we're going to wrap up this episode with a quick little mailbag. Uh, we've had a lot of questions pour in. And this has been a long podcast. We're just going to wrap up a couple quick ones here. And these are all our iTunes five-star review questions. And we're excited to announce that we're going to be dropping a mailbag episode on Saturday. So we're going to put up a little story poll and get all your guys' other questions, uh, along with the ones we don't get to answer today. And we'll go through that and post that on Saturday. And so hopefully, you know, we'll get some good content there. And, you know, we just want to push out some stuff for you guys to listen to during this weird time where everybody doesn't have a lot to do for sure we're looking forward to it and we really hope you guys interact with that and we can have some really cool discussions yeah and so the first question we got uh from the itunes five star review is a little kind of like a new like how to get better at the game and it was just what are some tips on how to improve in apex yeah what are your first thoughts first thoughts are pick a legend um you know, what legend should you pick if you're coming right to this game? You know, well, first off, thanks for asking this question. Great question Great to ask. Question. This is a hard game. Yeah, this is a hard really, game. Really We're going to be talking about this more um, on this mailbag episode. We're going to talk a little bit about the Battle Royale genre in general. For sure. Apex is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd recommend first pick a legend, and picking the right legend to start off is kind of tough. Um, you know, you might have an opinion on this. I would say... Use Gibraltar mm-hmm. or Bangalore. Um, both of these, I think, are pretty good starters. They don't require a whole lot of skill of movement, mm-hmm. um, and they're both pretty forgiving. Um, Gibraltar has a lot of different abilities that right now are really OP and give him kind of a longer uh, lifespan. <laughs> very, Bangalore's very ability to span. disengage and not have low profile and not uh, take damage from running quickly with double time mm-hmm. Makes her really good. Yeah, her ultimate is not so great. Sure. Is useful in some situations. But if you want to get better at Apex, I would pick one, learn it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, are there other ones that you would you know, recommend? Bloodhound. Bloodhound is a guy I would recommend. Right now, now yeah. Start the game. Uh, the ult's very straightforward. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Highlights mm-hmm. the enemies, which helps with people that are new to the game and don't have the aim completely down yet. Yeah. And the tactical is good. Helps out the entire team. So sure. nobody's going to get mad at you. And, you know, the passive's okay. And, but it's a very straightforward kit. Uh, and I think that's helpful. I think once you go past that first level of, you know, okay, I just entered the game. I'm a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to switch my legend now and, you know, take somebody, go to the next level. I would probably say then we're talking about Wraith. Yep. Uh, and then I think the higher, and then after that, maybe the next skill character is Pathfinder. Is that fair to I say? I think you could say that. It's kind of bold. It's kind of bold, but that's what we do here at the third party. It's a hard, hot takes. hard character to use. It's a hard character yeah. to use. 
But yeah, for the most part, sticking to a legend is a very important thing. Um, other tips to improve. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you do this a lot, but I, uh, as of late, and when I first started playing the game, I spent a lot of time actually in the firing range, which sounds very, very boring. <laughs> That's kind of nerdy. But, you know, it's just like... But important. Understanding the recoil of the guns and, you know, just getting better feel with everything. And, like, with the R99, uh, this is coming from Zeus, a YouTube video I watched. He talks about, like, if you drop R99 with a barrel mod and then you aim at the moving target at the very back left of the firing range and you can nail that down to like 160 180 damage for like you know every time you shoot at it that's something where you'll really notice change when you're going into the yeah. game another thing to say just about the legends and choosing um when i first came into the game i wasn't you know i was coming off a very long career in titanfall i was very mm-hmm. excited about the game we hit it hard Shay had like his first three games were all dubs. Yeah. I came into the game, I gravitated more towards Lifeline because yeah. I wanted to be a support character. I wasn't sure about my shots. I was like, I'm just going to play support, heal my teammates. Hopefully I won't get in the way and mess things up. Do I recommend you use Lifeline? I think not. Even though you may like gravitate more towards that role, I think you're going to live longer and have more of a chance at helping your team as Gibraltar or Bangalore. Gibraltar is a great rezzer. He has a lot of different abilities that help him survive in a fight, deal offensive and defensive damage. So should you come in as lifeline? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. But amazing lifeline players out there. Um, It's a great supportive character. Being able to do, you know, a combat res is really exciting and great. Mm -hmm. And the care package, don't sleep on it. So that's what I have to say about getting better. Sure. Um, and we could do a whole podcast on this, and yeah. we'll try and get that out soon uh, for people that are coming new to the game. So thank you, Decal Master, for the question. And the next question we got is, what is your favorite gun? And that's coming from Birthday Boy number one. Nice. So happy birthday, Birthday Boy. Yeah. And what's your favorite gun? Straight up. So straight up, my favorite gun is the Devotion right now, (laughs) gold gun. Um, With Gibraltar, you can, you know, offset the charge up, and it's just completely unfair. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, good question. I kind of want to change the answer. How How about about best loadout? Legendary gun. Give me a non-legendary gun. G7. G7. G7 all day. Now best loadout. Best loadout. G7. I'll take or leave the double tap with a fully kitted prowler. And if I stick to that fight, if that loadout, mm-hmm. I have a very high chance of winning games. And I, I'm telling you, I deviate from it, <laughs> and I'm always kicking myself because that setup is really how I perform best. Man, this is a tough question, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> well, you mess around with every legend and every gun, so yeah, I yeah a, this is a tough I question. I have an identity crisis with this game, and... It's kind of frustrating because, like, you're racking up the stats with Gibraltar, and I do not have the stats on one legend, which kind of is frustrating. But I got some cool badges because of it also. And I don't play as much of the challenges as you do, yes. so you're ranking up ahead of me. Um, okay, favorite gun, uh, legendary gun, uh, Devotion. Not Devotion, close. yep. It's, it's a beast. Mastiff's grown on me a little bit lately, but mm-hmm. it's still reliant on where the map shrinks. But I do think it's a little bit more useful in Kings Canyon. And... 
Favorite gun. Favorite gun. Putting him on the spot here. I think if you have to, if I'm just choosing one, um, and, you know, favorite's not best. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, and this is right on the podcast where we put them head to head. So, you know. Favorite is not best, but, like, my favorite gun, the most satisfying gun when you get the kill and just shred people, it has to be the wingman. Wingman is a really great gun. They're so fun. And it's just my favorite gun to use. Favorite loadout, like best loadout. I would probably say I'm going with, uh, oh, gosh. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, this is tough. Um, On Kings Canyon, Flatline, R99, on World's Edge, G7, Route. I like that answer. Okay. Way to specify the map type. It, it I don't know. Do you guys thing. think do you guys think it matters? Like does the map change the meta of this game? We really thought that Pathfinder is much more valuable on uh Kings Canyon. Mm-hmm. Do you guys agree with that? Are we crazy? Like are guns better on different maps? Are legends better on different maps? I'm starting to have doubts. Um I stand by everything we've said so far, but I think it's a fair question to ask and i think we might need some help from the listeners there so the last question of the day coming from my guy rocal question for the pod what is your favorite energy weapon great question ro um energy weapons are really tough in this game uh you know they were the first it's easy for you the devotion the devotion (laughs) Yeah, it was hard to come to that conclusion. <laughs> but, you know, after a lot of thought, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, we're looking at triple take is out because it's a uh, sniper. sniper now, yeah. But L-Star is new and the Havoc has been completely reworked. No more turbocharger, no more extended energy mag. Mm-hmm. Really has been not just rebalanced, but c- completely reorganized. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're I just need looking at L Star versus yeah, Havoc here, right? Easy decision. Okay, what Great. Would you rather have? I have no idea. I'd rather have the Havoc. I'd rather have the Havoc too. The L Star, I don't want to gas it too much. I don't want to diss the L Star so much because it has unlimited bullets, Shay. <laughs> like, it should be amazing. And I try to use it and I mm. I drop it so much because I'm just I'm scared to use it because the muzzle flash, I can't see people. Um, but the Havoc, it melts right now. Mm-hmm. I think that it is really up there, one of the best uh, guns in the game right now. Yeah. Um, the damage per shot is insane. Um, the recoil, once it charges up a little bit, is really great to use. I think close, medium range, you almost can have a better gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, easy answer. Well said. Havoc. Well said, Havoc. And so, yeah, with that, Thank you guys so much for your questions. Um, if you have any more, uh, we're doing the Saturday Mailbag podcast. We'll be dropping that. And so if you have any questions, send them to the email, uh, thirdpartypod at gmail.com. Put it, send this to us on Instagram, Twitter. We'll have something up in the stories or just DM me on Twitter or tweet at thirdpartypod. So yeah, please subscribe. Leave a five-star review with your question. 100% guaranteed we'll get it answered. And so yeah, with that, Anything else? Take us out with a jam. Peace. See ya. Hey now, another squad coming in.
whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.